Hi, this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. I'm your host, Karina Gantas. I'm an award-winning author with 14 books, award-winning filmmaker, podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I host the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network, and I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promoting of their books. Today, I have a very special guest with me. His name's Kenny Tyler. Welcome to the show, Kenny. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Now, the first question I ask all my guests is, what do you use your pen for? Oh, I use my pen to just express myself, basically. Um, I'm a very quiet person, so I, I, I see more than I talk. And, you know, um, that's the way that I talk with my pen. That's how it should be. Uh, so much yeah. uh, damage can be done with a pen as well, if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So whereabouts are you, Kenny, right now? Um, I'm currently in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm originally from a small town called Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, I grew up there and about 22 years old, I moved to Dallas, Texas. Um, Dallas, Texas, when I moved there, I really was able to get into my creative bag. Um, and I really just started to hone my skills. And that's when I got into writing and filmmaking and acting. Um, wow. I found and myself. Kinda, that's what I was going to say. This show is all about the creatives. And it sounds like you wear many, many hats. So let's yeah. start off with the writing. Um, of course, that comes before uh, directing and, and acting. So when did you get the creative side for wanting to become a writer, and especially screenwriting itself? Because I know how difficult that is when it comes to novel writing. It's totally yeah. a different kettle of fish. And those that don't know, it is, it's not what you see on a book that will be on the screenplay, just so people know that. So when did all this start for you, Kenny? Um, it was actually a funny journey. Um, I actually started off as a podcaster or a blogger. Um, so before every show, I would have to pretty much formulate how I wanted the show to flow, how I wanted to move. So I kind of had to start my writing with that. I had to formulate stories and topics and plots and things of that nature. Um, and that's when I really started saying like, okay, like I formulated that. Um, one day I had to learn how to do lighting for podcasts. Once I learned how to do lighting, I had to learn more cinematography lighting. So one day I was sitting down and I said, hey, I know lighting. I kind of know how to formulate and map out things. I want to write a script. Um, and out came Art of the Hustle. I mean, Art of the Hustle isn't just a normal story that you'd read in a novel or a, it's something like you'd see as a major film. Where did the idea for that story come from? Um, it, it came from many facets. Um, my upbringing as a youth, um, seeing what I seen growing up in Shreveport, Louisiana, even moving to Dallas, Texas, seeing the things that I've seen. So I was like, hey, I want to make a crime drama, but I just don't want it to be the same old um, run-of-the-mill crime drama. I wanted the crime drama to have a message. So um, with Art of the Hustle, um, we follow the story of Michael Roberson. He's a college basketball star that was blackballed from the league for kneeling at the national championship game. 
um, struggling financially and owing sports agents thousands of dollars, he had to turn to a life of crime to try to make those ends meet. Um, so we get to follow the story of Michael Roberson trying to make it back into the league, all while trying to balance out his new life of crime. Wow. So he's he's basically becoming the person that he's totally against. Totally fighting against, exactly. Wow. So this isn't based on an actual person. This is all from your imagination. Yes, all from my imagination. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that poor boy. <laughs> um, so so you got the screenplay done. I mean, how did you learn how to write a screenplay? Because it's not easy. Yeah, it, it's not easy. Um, I think we all know how to tell a story. We just know how to format it, you know. Um, you know, as a kid, you may go into the living room and break one of your mother's figurines you have to come up with a story to tell her like mom i didn't do it um it was this it was that you know um we've always knew how to tell stories but it's just about formatting it it's about um formatting it um getting it up in the air letting it sail and landing that plane correctly i think that's the best way to tell a story it has to have a beginning middle and end did you learn the art from books a course youtube um, I actually just watch films. Um, I'm a real big fan of um Quentin Tarantino. <gasps> I'm a, Love it. Yeah, um uh, John Singleton. Um filmmakers like that. Um I really, really love their work. So I just studied them. I studied how they started the films, how did they let the film flow in the middle, how did they land the plane? And I just went from there with it. Wow. Well, you had some amazing uh, mentors, especially with that uh, list you just ran off. Um, Quentin Tarantino is the director I'd want to do one of my books, only one of my books. It is ideal for him. But trying to get in touch with him and his agents to just say, here's the book, write the script, do the film. Nothing's been on the cinema like it. It will be totally unique. Have a look. Yeah, yeah. that is the only director I would want to do that. To book it turn into it into a movie because he's got that eye they're so graphic they're so arty and that's what my book needs back to yours so your screenplay's done yeah. now what are you doing are you trying to find backers to do the movie or are you doing it yourself yeah we're kind of caught in between the two um i have a website um rushmorefilms.com Originally, what I wanted to do was drop it as a mini series, mm. um, drop about eight episodes and just let the people have fun with it. But the thing that really, really hurt me, um, I dropped, I released it in 2019. Um, so the moment that we got the editing done and we released the first episode, it was like, OK, great. Let's start episode two. And this was now it's 2020. Um, we're shooting, oh. we're shooting scenes and. We're getting, we're hearing, you know, things like, hey, it's this new virus out. And oh, no. which we're not taking serious because, you know, this is America and, you know, everything flows correctly, you know. Um, so we're shooting the episode. We're about two days in. It was a five day shoot. And the moment that we had to do scenes in public places like basketball gyms and different buildings, they wouldn't let us in. So I was like, okay, maybe this is a one or two week thing. It wasn't. And in the that I ended up 
that first those first two days, I think I lost about ten thousand dollars. Wow. Those days of filming that I never got back and we was never able to finish episode two. So right now I took it like, okay, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Maybe, maybe the gods, maybe the film gods want me to try to shop it around and try to get it to the right hands. Um everything happens for a reason, Kenny. Yes, yes. We've been doing a lot of shopping around with um, different streaming services, but I'm just really trying to find the right situations. Um, you know, when they get their hands on it, they kind of want to switch a lot of things up. I know. Um, it's it's certain actors that I'm I'm fighting real hard for that they make sure that they keep as cast members in some shape, form, or fashion. They have to be cast members. You know, they want bigger names when it comes to cast. Yeah, so they've got the money to to hire those bigger names, and it's the bigger names that are going to pull the numbers in. So, it's uh, it, I know how you feel. I totally understand, especially when you've worked with them already and you've done your pilot. But you, I think it's a give and take if you're going to get anywhere. Have you tried Netflix? Because they are crying out for new scripts. And and, and I was thinking that I, I spoke with a friend about that. I said, you know. Um, Netflix doesn't just have a true crime, a true gritty crime drama like mine, and I think it would really bring a strong audience to the network. I would, I would, in my humble opinion, I would definitely go there next because they are yeah. crying out for new scripts. And the only thing I've seen that's even similar to a a crime drama is um, a, a Korean with uh, subtitles. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I like I kind of like Ozarka, but we're kind of in two different lanes, me and Ozarka. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I would definitely go that route. Um, so where did you find the actors that you used for the pilot episode? Um, it's kind of funny how I find my actors. I I hold auditions, um, but sometimes you kind of the actors kind of find you. Um, Jarek Tucker, um, he's playing Michael Roberson. Um, he kind of found me. Anytime I would go, you know, hashtag Dallas actor on Instagram, he would always pop up, you know, and I noticed he's always working, always working. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, I have this show, Art of the Hustle. I want you to play Michael. And he said, OK, well, when do I need to audition? And I told him, hey, you've been auditioning this whole time. <laughs> I've been seeing you work. And 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 this role is made for you. Oh wow! Um, but he was chuffed, weren't he? <laughs> absolutely. So he was one of the people that I personally had to pull in. Um, me myself, I'm playing the character of Richard Brown, Richard yeah. Brown. Um, when I wrote this out, um, I kind of based that character off um people that I grew up around, and I said, okay, I know exactly how these characters think, how they walk, how they talk. So I think it was perfect for me to play that role as well. But I'm I'm always holding auditions. Can I ask you, um, before you gave yourself that role, have you done any acting? Um, before that, um, it's funny. I, I met a guy to talk about, like, hey, I need a cinematographer. And he was like, okay, cool. We we can do that. But I have a film and I need an actor and you fit it perfect. I never acted up until that point. And I ended up getting that role. Wow. We we did it. And it was funny because everyone was saying, oh, man, how long have you been acting? Or, um, I was like, are they saying this to be funny? Or 
they really loving what I'm doing, but it was one of those situations where um, they were loving what I was doing. And I've, I've gotten a few more roles just off of that show alone. Wow. Everything fell into place, sir. Huh? It was yes. like dominoes. So um, you've got your sack card then. You've got your official sack card now. Yes, yes. That is so cool. That's like when you can call yourself a published author, a published writer. It's such a, a fantastic title to have, an award-winning actor, award-winning filmmaker. I mean, I, I know, I know, I know these things. But, um, okay, so we've got the script, you've got your actors, and you've got your cinema photographer. What's next? Um, what's next? I, I I would like to look at myself as a renaissance man, a true creative. Um, so I'm planning on dropping a audio drama um, real soon. Um, I entitled it at first the Speaker Box Stories, um, but I think I want to switch it up. I've been in Atlanta for a while and I've been soaking up the culture and everything in Atlanta. So I'm going to call it the Atlanta Stories. And it's going to be um, five stories per season. And it's going to be all just just a real dope audio experience, real dope stories. So that's one I want to do. And I'm currently working on a comic book um, titled The Legend of Malum. So um, I'm really excited to get that going as well. And that's not you drawing. You've actually got an artist and illustrator, digital artist. Yeah, have a for that one yes wonderful wow you've you're really getting uh did i mean you had two years to think about things to work on things to write new episodes for the art of the hustle to do a documentary that uh, i know is coming out this year we'll talk about that in a moment so you had all that time to expand um uh, and, and have everything ready for when the pandemic finally lifted and you're able to go back to work. So, I mean, how many episodes would you say that you've you've written or are ready to start filming for the Art of the Hustle? Uh, Art of the Hustle, I've written four seasons, 10 episodes apiece. Um, Art of the Hustle is, is pretty much ready to go. Um, but the funny thing, it wasn't me writing it during the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, like I said, that was something... America never went through at the time, even me, you know, yeah. I've always been able to, you know, go to the gym and be able to relieve stress that way yeah. or go out and do these different things. When everything shut down, it's almost like I shut down, you know, okay. I like, I told you, I like to watch things and be able to write from it. If I'm just in a house looking at the walls, it's real hard to mm, you know, motivate, right. Or find inspiration for character. So mm real hard but when the pandemic lifted and I got outside and got around people again those episodes just just came that's out that's when fast. you were writing you were motivated after the pandemic wow wow I've never heard that it's normally oh I've had all this time I've had this book inside me forever now I had the time to write it but I know a lot of authors uh, lost their mojo because of being stuck in a box and not yeah. being able to to see uh and be inspired so i know a lot of authors felt that way but uh, to know that once it lifted that you just went like that and it just flowed and you just wrote the whole thing out all the seasons wow yeah. that, that is fantastic yeah. so um so tell me about this documentary that's released this year or next year 
comment. Um, yes, I, I plan on releasing it um, this year and putting it into the film festival circuits. Um, it was a guy by the name of Kevin Ferguson, better known as Kimbo Slice. Um, he was the original viral star when YouTube very first started to you know grow i think it grew because of kimbo slice um wow. he would do these different um backyard fights and you would just hear people like hey did you see these he's got kimbo see this guy kimbo i could vividly remember me being in 11th grade when i was able to see kimbo for the first time and that was literally the talk of the town for weeks and you know just his life is just so interesting um his rise from backyard street fighting to getting an MMA contract to wow. growing to what he is now. He was literally homeless to a star in months. And that's a real interesting story that I want to bring to the forefront. Um, to it sounds me, like he's a hero to you. I bet it was amazing meeting him. Yeah, um, because basically um, life's a fight. I, I look at life's a fight, you know. Everything we go through, we may not be physically fighting someone, but we're fighting something. You know, some people are trying to get through college. That's a fight. Some people are trying to keep their family together. That's a fight. You know, someone's maybe fighting cancer. Life's a fight. And I think he embodies getting through that fight to the other side and getting that win. Passed away three years ago. So um, I reached out to a few people and I told them, hey, um, going to be making a Kimbo slice like a hummish piece to him. Um, because like I say, he's one of these stories that, literally could be a series just how interesting his life is and he always fought for his family and i want to help further that with with him and his family i want to make sure that we can get that series somewhere and get his family you know compensated for it how um how old was he when he passed away oh kimbo um he was in his 40s when he passed away um That's still very it, young yes he had a heart attack um, oh. and passed away Wow. Wow. What a, what a story. I didn't. So it was his family and friends that gave you all the information you needed to make the documentary. That and, and internet research, um, watching every interview that I can get a hold to. Um, I, I did every, every, you know, every nook and cranny that I can get into any interview. Anytime he spoke, I made sure I listened just to catch the little small nuances that even they may have not knew about him. Are you narrating the documentary? Yes, yes. Wonderful. And how long is it? How long? Um, it, it's probably going to be about an hour long. Mm. So yes. that's that's ready to go then. Where are you? Uh, where are you uh, releasing it? Um, I'm going to release it on the website. But at first, what we're going to do is, you know, give it the festival run, and and get the hype behind it. Because, because like I say, I, I really want. I really, in my heart of hearts, want this to be a series one day. Um, like I say, his life is just so interesting. Um, it's not anyone probably um, between the ages of maybe about 25 to 40 that doesn't know Kimbo Slice. He was real big in the MMA community. Um, he was real big in my community. So yeah. that's one of the that so. Wow. And um, once that goes out, I mean, that gets your name out as well as the narrator, the director and uh, the documentarium. Um, and then people will hear about the art, uh, the art of hustle through that documentary and vice versa. Absolutely. I mean, 
that's that's a great way of uh, of getting your name out to if they want to actually watch a documentary later after you've done the circuits with the uh, festivals you're going to be releasing it on your website yes um, and your website is I'm, all things kenny tiller is going to be on um, rushmorefilms.com from um, films to teasers anything news you'll always be able to find it on rushmorefilms.com wonderful and uh at the moment you've got the pilot out which is on is it on uh, youtube or is it on uh, rushmore um as of right now um it was a couple of um, film festivals that told me hey i can't release it to the public as of right now ah, okay yeah i know um it's, it's currently not on the internet but as soon as this festival run is over over i'm gonna um pretty much release that on rushmore films so everyone who's listening and watching needs to know that uh, to keep an eye on uh, RushmoreFilms.com, uh, getting the latest news to find out when the documentary is released to the public and also the pilot episode, because I've read um, just a, um, a quick blurb of what uh, the story's about and it's really, really exciting. So you really don't want to miss that. What What's next? I mean, you, you're going to look for a backer first for the actual the art of the hustle uh, yes. even though you've got the scripts ready they're ready to go the actors you, you had before they're ready to go the filming can start anytime if you wanted to do it by yourself but of course that takes finance and you've lost so much money because of the pandemic it's good to have your backers so uh, um, like I said Netflix I, I hope they take you up on it because it will be something that they need they really need that absolutely absolutely um anything to um get that just that story alone out I think it would be perfect and I, I honestly think even if they did make it a film I think the public will say hey um this could be a series so um either way it goes <laughs> That's awesome. So now that, that that's written, I mean, yeah, that's on the side because you've got to find your backers and everything. What are you working on now? I'm sure, I mean, you said to your comic book. What else? Yeah, like I said, I got the audio drama. I, I got that done. I got the comic books um, pretty much trying to get those, you know, printed up and get it packaged like I want to. Um, now it's on to my first feature film. Um, Yay! Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Um, I kind of want to tap into the horror genre. Oh, uh, I think it's important for me to um, go this lane now because I don't want to kind of be known for one I thing. I yeah, understand. I just see me and think um, crime drama. I want them mm -hmm. to see me and say, I just know it's a Kenny Tiller film and I know it's going to be good. So I have to go see it. So that's that's where we're going to go next with it. Um, we're going to go horror. Have you got any ideas of sort of the what sort of story's going to be about? Um, basically, um, I think if I had to give a short synopsis, um, the how I want to say it, basically, um, a fraudulent financial advisor, um, he begins to question his life, and his mother's died, and he's just trying to find some kind of clarity. He meets a therapist. Um, that tells him that he can actually meet his dead mother one more time. Um, he takes up that offer. Once he goes to meet his mother, he finds out the true origins of his life. 
Um, those truths is something that he can't handle. And now that he's on that other side, he's trying to get back to that other side. And but he's opened the door. He Once you've opened that door, whoa, yeah. like yeah. it. Yes, yeah. like it. That's so really that's, good. That's the thing that I'm working on right now. Um, when I make horror, I don't want to make it to where it's just jump scares, jump scares, jump scares. I want to make a story, story that could put people in very bad scenarios and situations that are just have you like, man, I don't think I would have made it out of that. That's scary. I think that's the scariest thing when you're in situations you don't think you'll make it out of. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Oh, I, I like I like the sound of that. I just want to go back to your audio series. Um, is it you telling the story or is the actors playing out roles? Yes, it's going to be um, multiple actors. I don't want it to be one of those narrative things where it's just um, Bill jumped over the hill and it's like, I, I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel like you're listening to a movie, almost like you have your headphones in and put your cell phone in your pocket, but you're actually listening to a movie and I wanted to be immersive with really immersive sound and I just wanted to I just want you to feel like you're there with those headphones in how far are you with that to it being released um the writing is done um right now I'm trying to find the perfect studio that can accommodate up to you know five to six characters at a time because I wanted I want everything to flow I don't want people to have to just punch in on things i want people to just sit down and we really just knock it out almost like a table read all right and so you want the actors that are doing the narration to actually be in the studio you don't want people recording and sending you yeah because i think it'll i think the feeling of it it'll it'll feel better it'll feel more authentic um i think all our characters have more of a connection if we're all in the room together and we're all going through whatever's on that script together. Right. No, I like that. And it's cheaper as well, doing it that way as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it all done in one take. Um, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, Kenny. You are so uh, um, talented. I, I love that you have, you're not just uh, creative, like, oh, I'll write this screenplay. You just do, you make sure you've got your hands in all the pies. And I love that. And yeah. uh, I think um, going a different route, so you're not pigeonholed as in one uh, genre is the best way as well. Uh, myself, I write in every single genre out there. I've done science fiction to horror, to crime thriller, to uh, romances, erotica and, and the worst. Um, and and it would probably go on. I'll probably try my hands. I'll probably make up a new genre, who knows? Um, but yeah. you you never, it's what you have the passion for, you know? It's, it's what suddenly grabs you. And if, if horror is the next thing for you, then that's telling you, you need to write that script out. You need to do that story. Um, it, it's wonderful. And I wish you congratulations on all the awards so far. And I wish you the best with the documentary. And I hope uh, people see the um, how far that documentary can go because it sounds like it's, I haven't heard of this uh, man or his story, but it sounds like something that's really going to take off. Um, given 
getting it to the right people certainly and that's that's what it is with any film any series any book it's making sure the right people hear about it the right people see it um, and yeah. that's all to do with the promotion and the marketing and hashtags and uh, everything to 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 get it out there to get that back in I, I wish you all the best with all your projects uh, especially the art of the hustle that's such yeah. a shame that that got stuck in between the pandemic but I'm really excited for you to go forward on that and and please keep in touch because if uh, if Netflix take it I want to be able to tell the world about that so uh, I will do um, I wish you all the best and we will have all the links to the website and anywhere else that you want with the uh, podcast and also uh, at the back of the video for the uh, video cast so Thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you and your talents. Okay, thank you for having me. Hey folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantus, all small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow, like and review the podcast. Your support means everything.